Welcome to Anil Arana Live. Recorded live during his missions around the world, these podcasts feature audio sermons and reflections from internationally renowned preacher and retreat leader Anil Arana. For more audio podcasts, video sermons, and articles, please visit www.hsiweb.org or www.anilarana.com. Hi. This is going to be my uh, last session here for quite some time, and I asked God to make it very special, and I believe that he will. Do you believe it too? Good. What I'm going to try to do here tonight is to sum up some of the things that I spoke about over the last couple of weeks about amazing grace and also tie up a few loose ends. Now I'd like to begin with where I concluded last week. And for those of you who are just joining us for the first time tonight, don't worry. You will understand everything because God is here. Is he here? And he will give you the understanding that you need of everything spoken over the last couple of weeks. Now I ended last time session with Jesus saying to the apostles. And actually, I want you to be one of the apostles tonight. Guess which one? Very good. You're Peter. Who are you? You know Veronica. You can be Veronica too, but today you're Peter. Who are you? You? Everyone's Peter? All right, good. And Jesus comes to you one day and he says, if you love me, you will obey my commands. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another counselor to be with you forever. And this counselor, the Spirit of Truth, will teach you all things and remind you of everything I have said to you. Now, I'm going to continue in the same vein, but I'm going to take a different passage altogether. And I'd like you to really pay attention to what Jesus says here to you. Who are? Peter, very good. Very truly I tell you, it is for your good that I am going away because unless I go away, the advocate, the counselor, the Holy Spirit will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. When he comes, he will prove the world to be in the wrong. Some Bibles use the word convict, okay? So think about this very carefully. When he comes, he will convict the world to be in the wrong about sin, about righteousness, and about judgment. Now, a lot of people think the Holy Spirit comes to convict them about sin, okay? I want you to listen to what sin he convicts us of. About sin because people do not believe in me. That is the sin that the Holy Spirit convicts us of. Not the sins that we commit. But then he convicts us of righteousness because I am going to the Father where you can see me no longer. That is what he convicts us of, that we are righteous in the sight of God. And any time that you feel yourself being condemned, 
Anytime you feel that you're worthless and useless, it is the Holy Spirit's job to come to you and tell you, hey, in Jesus Christ, you are righteous. And then he convicts us about judgment because the prince of this world now stands condemned. I'm just going to continue with this before I get to my talk. I have much more to say to you, Peter, more than you can bear. But when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all the truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears. And he will tell you what is yet to come. He will glorify me because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. All that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I said the Spirit will receive from me what he will make known to you. This is the word of God. What an amazing word. What an amazing word. And there are some times, actually the very many times when I read the word of God and it really makes me tremble. But this is one of those times that made me shake because it made me understand the truth of what the Holy Spirit is all about. That he is going to come to us and speak to us the things of Jesus Christ. And Jesus is going to tell his spirit and his spirit is going to tell our spirit and our spirit is going to tell us the things of God. For those of you who weren't here last week, I said there is heart-to-heart communication But there's also spirit-to-spirit communication where God's spirit, which dwells within you, speaks to your spirit dwelling within you, communicating to you, telling you the things of Jesus, and then listening to the things that your spirit tells the Holy Spirit. Now, the first thing I want you to understand is righteousness, okay? And once again, I want to remind you who you are today. Who are you? Everybody? Who am I? I'm not Peter. (laughs) I'm standing in for Jesus tonight, all right? And Jesus comes to you one day and he tells you that he is going to die. I tell you that I'm going to die. What is your reaction? Go on. And, And don't give me some philosophical funda, all right? I want the truth. I'm somebody that you've been with. I'm somebody that you love. And I'm telling you, I'm going to die. And that also a terrible death. What are you going to say to me? Don't go. Very good. Thank you. Speak for all of them. They're all dumb. Oh, no, you're going to leave us? Yes, I'm going to leave you. I'm going to die a painful death. Why? Because I have to go. Because if I don't go, I cannot send the spirit. But why have you to leave us? Because I need to do this. This is my father's will. Get to the point. (laughs) Please don't go, right? Tell me you wouldn't say that to Jesus. Tell me you wouldn't say that to me. A couple of years ago, I told everybody I wanted to go to Iraq. And everybody said, no, please don't go. You remember? And then I didn't get my visa. And everybody, you know what they came and said? We prayed that you don't get your visa to go to Iraq. Why? Because they loved me. The apostles loved Jesus. You love Jesus as Peter, right? And you would say to Jesus what Peter said to Jesus. No, please don't go. And Jesus said to him, get thee behind me, Satan. And Peter was shocked. You know why? Because just a few moments earlier, Jesus had praised Peter and said, You understand the things of God. You know who I am. Truly, you are blessed among men. 
And now he says, get thee behind me, Satan. He says, you don't know, I've come here to die. And you just don't understand the things that I'm saying. Fast forward to the Last Supper, okay? During the Last Supper, Jesus again tells everybody that he's going to die. This time, Peter, you say, last time I told him not to die, he scolded me. This time I'll tell him, I'm going to die with you too. And Jesus will say, yes, you're a brave man. But again, with Peter, there's no winning. He lost again. Jesus said to him, you idiot. Well, maybe not. (laughs) He said, Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for you, Simon. And now he makes a very strange prayer. He says, he doesn't say, I pray that you remain strong. He doesn't pray that Peter remains brave and courageous and confident. He says, I prayed for you, Simon, that your faith may not fail. And then he says, and after you have turned back, strengthen your brothers. Who are you? You still don't understand. Jesus is saying you're going to deny him. He says, no way, Jose. I'm going to follow you to death. I'm going to follow you to jail. I'm going to follow you wherever you go. And Jesus says to Peter, you're a tough guy. Before the cock crows tonight, you are going to deny me three times. You think Peter understood? He's still saying, no way. Look at me. I'm tough. I'm like Tarzan, you know. And as we all know, that is exactly what happened, right? Jesus was arrested. He was beaten mercilessly. And watching the way that he was treated, Peter got afraid, just as any of us would be afraid. And he tried to hide himself so that people wouldn't see him because he knew if he was caught, he would face the same fate that Jesus had. So when he was there among the fireplace, a servant woman recognized him and said, hey, you were with him? And he said, no, 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 no. I don't know who you're talking about. A little while later, another person recognized him and said, you with the Galilean? He said, no way, you know. Then an hour later, another man said, I recognize you. You were a friend of Jesus. And he says, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know the man. And then scripture says the cock crowed. And then scripture says something even more poignant. Words that I will never forget. Scripture says Jesus turned and looked straight at Peter. At you. When we tell stories, we need to be in the stories. That's why I make you be people in them. Because I need you to understand something over here. That like Peter, many times we have promised him many things. Like Peter, we have said we're going to stand firm in our faith. Like Peter, we said we're never going to deny you. Like Peter, we've told God that we're going to do so many things for him. And like Peter, we've also failed. Now I just wonder what Peter felt like at this moment in time. I think he felt rotten inside. I think he felt ashamed. I think he felt like a coward. And I know what that feels like because there was one time in my life a long time ago 
when I actually was cowardly. And it's not a nice feeling. None of these feelings are nice. So Peter went out and he wept. And I can only imagine the way that he wept. Now I want you to think back about the words that Jesus said. And I want you to think carefully. Because this talk is also about grace. In fact, I was going to call this Amazing Grace Part 3. What do you think? The faith that Jesus said would not fail, Peter was. He says, I prayed for you, Peter, that your faith may not fail. What is the faith that Jesus prayed for? The faith that Peter understood that no matter what he did, Jesus still loved him. To all of you who have failed Jesus, I spoke about grace, I spoke about coming home last week. I spoke about how wonderful it is at home, but there are many of us, despite knowing that, have left home again, and now are feeling ashamed and embarrassed to come back again. Jesus is saying to all of you, hey, whatever happens, don't lose your faith in one thing. Don't lose your faith in my great, unlimited love, because no matter what you do, my love is greater than that. Are you listening to me, church? Peter's story is not over yet. There's one more chapter. Actually, the two more big chapters in Peter's life. Peter, however, part of him understands this forgiveness, but a lot of him, a part of him thinks he's blown it. So what does Peter do? He goes back fishing. Jesus dies and he thinks it is all over. So he goes back to doing the one thing that he thinks he knows to do well. And he goes back fishing. And one day when he's fishing, again, he's not caught anything, which just says that Peter might be a very bad fisherman. That's you, by the way. And you're kind of coming back to shore with your boats empty. And all of a sudden you see a figure standing on the shore and he says to you, did you catch anything? Can you imagine if you're returning with an empty boat and somebody says, hey, did you catch any fish? You want to tell the guy to take a hike, get lost, whatever. And he just kind of shakes his head, you know, and then the man on the shore says, why don't you throw your nets down again, but on the other side? Peter is about to tell him to get lost again. But Peter remembers something that happened a few years ago. When he had returned from fishing, having not caught anything. When one man told him to go fishing again, this time he caught so many fish, his boats threatened to capsize. He said, maybe, maybe, if I throw my nets one more time, I will catch fish. And he throws his nets over to the other side. And this time, guess what? Again, he catches so many fish, the nets begin to break. Peter doesn't care about the nets. He doesn't care about the fish. He doesn't even care that he's far away from shore. He jumps out of the boat and runs towards Jesus because he knows who is standing before him. Jesus is making breakfast for Peter. Fried fish early in the morning. 
Do you like fried fish early in the morning? I don't. But anyway, um, they used to do that kind of thing then. And after eating fried fish, Jesus says to Peter, and that is you. Do you love me? All these years you have known me. All these times you have come to church and attended prayer meetings. All these times you have got on on your knees and said, Our Father after our Father. All these times you have served me and offered your life for me, I want to ask you just one question. And the question is, do you love me? And you say, yes, Lord, I love you. And he says, my sheep are hungry. There's no one to feed them. They're thirsty and all they drink is dirty water because they don't know where to get good water from. If you love me, I need you to go and look after them. And then he says to you again, do you love me? And you say, yes, Lord, I love you. I sang hallelujah so loudly a little while ago. I'm listening to every word that Anil is saying to me with rapt attention. I'm eager for your truths. And he says, my lambs are lost. They're wandering everywhere in search for the truth, but they're not finding it anywhere. And you know where the truth is. You know where life is. You know where love is. Won't you go and get them? And then he says for the third time to you, do you love me? And this time you feel your heart break. And you say, of course, I love you, Lord. Why are you asking me this over and over again? And he says, because my people are dying for lack of knowledge. Because I have no one to send to them to bring them home. Because they're thirsty. And there is no water they can drink. They are hungry and there is no food they can eat. Because they are tied up and locked up in cages. Despite the fact that I say to them, come home. I have set you free. Come home and eat without payment. Drink all the water that you want. If you love me. You will do what I command. And I will ask the Father to send you another comforter. And this comforter, spirit of truth, will teach you all things and remind you of everything I've said to you. But then he says to you, wait, Peter. Wait for the promise of my Father. And when that promise is honored, you will receive power. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. You will go to Sharjah and Abu Dhabi and you will go to Oman and Bahrain. You will go to India and Sri Lanka and you will go to every corner of this earth when you receive power. Because this grace that you've received, this freedom you've received, this knowledge of my love you've received is not only for you. 
And if you keep it only for yourself, you're never ever going to enjoy what I have to offer in my house. Because you don't understand the treasure that is here. You're just selfish people are there for your own sake. You come and hear the word of God for your own sake. You come and listen because you want healing, because you want blessings, because you want deliverance for what? For yourself. Collect treasure for yourself in heaven where moths will not eat away. Where your wealth will not rust. Where thieves cannot break in and steal. This is treasure. And this is why you are here. And then on the day of Pentecost, the promise was fulfilled. And I want to tell you about this promise because it's an amazing promise given to every person who believes in Jesus. Twelve men were cowering, afraid for their lives, praying together in the upper room of the house in which they lived. They were afraid to go outside because they thought that the soldiers would come and arrest them and beat them and kill them the way they killed Jesus. They were sweating. Tears of fear. They were trembling. And then all of a sudden, there came this sound from heaven like the sound of a violent wind and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. And suddenly they saw tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. And all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now there were God-fearing Jews from every nation who had gathered there for the Feast of Pentecost. And they heard this sound. And they went closer to find out what is happening. And to their amazement, they heard the apostles speaking in their own languages. But not everybody was impressed. A few people said, these men are drunk. And then Peter. Peter, the man who denied Jesus. Peter, the loud-mouthed guy who was a fisherman and uneducated. Peter. Filled with the power of the Holy Spirit, stood up and went out with the eleven. And he said to the people gathered here, these men are not drunk. What you're seeing here is a fulfillment by the prophet Joel, who said, In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your young men will see visions, your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they will prophesy. He says that in these days, people will work miracles. People will heal the sick. People will make the blind see, make the deaf hear. People will walk on water. People will do the most amazing things the world has ever seen before. And yet, we don't do it, but Peter believed. Something happened to Peter that day, and he started to talk. And as he talked, people's hearts were touched as he talked, people's minds were changed. As he talked, people's lives were transformed. And by the time Peter finished talking, 5,000 people had come to Jesus. I was watching my videos. Today, I normally don't do that. And I feel fascinated to watch that man talking to you because I know that man is not me. I know I'm a very shy guy. I know I'm so introverted, just to stand in front of people makes me shiver. I try to back out of parties. I don't go for any, and people think it is because of the excuses I make. But I don't like to be with people because I don't know what to say in front of them. I don't like to travel. And every time I have to travel, I'm going on a long mission to America, I go into depression. 
And I'm confessing this to you because I need you to understand how difficult it is for me to do these things. And yet I watched the video today and I said, wow, that man can talk. And not only does he talk, he talks things that actually make sense. And I marveled. And what is the difference between that man, actually the man who's actually speaking to you now, and the regular Anil who lives in this world? The difference is when I come here, I come under the anointing. And that has the power to move mountains. That has the power to heal the sick. That has the power to set men free. That has the power to walk on water. And I'm telling you, this is power that you need. Because if you don't have this power within you, you're always going to live afraid, frightened, sheltered lives where you don't walk in confidence, strength, and courage. You are not meant to be afraid. You're not meant to be groveling on the ground. You're not meant to be people who worried or anxious about anything. You're meant to be people of power. And why not? Because the spirit that God has given you, not is going to give you, has given you already. He's his own spirit burning within you. Or at least it should be burning. And I believe that as I'm speaking, there is a fire being lit over that. And I believe that as this fire is being lit, you have two choices. Choice number one is you listen to these words as you've listened to them maybe many times before. Or you say, Lord, no, I want this. I want to move in your spirit. Because in your spirit is freedom. In your spirit is grace. In your spirit is power. In your spirit, I can do things, not just talk about them. In your spirit, I can make mountains move. Not just say the mountains are too big for me. Through your spirit, I can change my life and I can change the lives of others instead of constantly moaning and complaining about how miserable they are as people. In your spirit, I can do all things because Jesus says, nothing is impossible for him or her who believes. And I believe, I believe, I believe that God can do anything if only we believe that. Because Jesus always says, as you believe, so shall be done. And if you don't believe the things that I'm saying, then of what use your being here? What use listening to the word of God if you return here to lives that are ordinary, to lives where you just look at other people and envy them for being heroes and you wonder why you cannot be like them? where you go for the movies and you walk out and kind of fantasize about saving the world, not understanding that you're bigger than any hero they can ever put on the screen. That you are a child of God and you're one amazing piece of work. But you will never, ever exercise that power unless you believe it is in you. Today I'm asking you to believe. There are many preachers who will stand in front of you and make you believe that they are the one that they are the anointed. This preacher tells you that you're anointed too. This preacher stands in front of you and he says, the same fire that burns within me, the same fire that burned within Jesus is the fire that burns within you. This is a preacher who stands and tells you that you can change the world, that you can make a big difference in the lives of those around you, the lives of the people you work with, the lives of the people you pray with. And yet, and yet, and yet, 
Let's start being heroes. What price mediocrity? What fun is there in just being an ordinary person when inherently, through the power of God, you're extraordinary people? I'm not going to be here for two months. There are other preachers, very good preachers, will teach you many things. But what I would like to really see is for you to get out there and start being teachers. I remember when I started, I didn't know much. All I knew is that God loved me. That's all I knew. I hadn't been inside of a church in 25 years. I didn't know why people had to go to church. And when I asked somebody, they couldn't tell me. But I knew that God loved me so much that he forgave me for whatever I did. Just like that. And there was enough to talk to people about. And that's what happened to Peter. Peter understood after he was filled with the Spirit that his life was not the same anymore. And all he did, all he did, listen to me, all he did was share what he knew with other people. And that's why Jesus said, after you have turned back, strengthen your brothers. And that is what Peter started to do every single day of his life, to strengthen his brothers. And that is what I do every day of my life because I've turned back and all I do is strengthen my brothers. But you too need to do that. Last week I spoke about the prodigal son. And I also spoke about the elder son and I said how most of us here, how elder sons, we've always been with the father. And there's one thing I omitted to tell you and I need to tell you today. The elder son forgot one important thing. The elder son forgot that he too needed to be saved. The elder son forgot that he too was outside the house and needed to go in. But once the elder son went to him, and I'd like to believe that he did, I'd like to believe that the love of the father was so overpowering, he just pulled him in. And I believe that once he discovered this, this, this tremendous grace, this tremendous love, all he did was to go out there and tell his brothers and sisters, hey, you know what? My father's got a party going in this place for everybody. Won't you come in? And that's what you need to do before I leave here. Two months, I'm not going to be here. And I know that God is going to work wherever I go. But when I come back, I would really like to see a revolution taking place here in this church. What I'm looking for is for you going out over there and telling people about the party. And all you need to do is say, you know what? I discovered my father. I discovered how much he loves me. And I want you to come home and experience that same love. Now, I know a man in our midst, he doesn't speak very good English, but he has a testimony to share that is simply tremendous. He is not a Christian. I mean, he was not born a Christian, but a few years ago, he <clears throat> discovered Christ. And along the way, our paths crossed and he learned a few things from us. But unlike many of us who have heard this word before, this young man said, he has a responsibility, and the responsibility is to share, to witness about God to every person around him, beginning with his own. So he went home, and this is to the Punjab, and he started talking about Christ to people around him. A Hindu convert accepted Christ, going to his village. He invited people for a prayer meeting, you know, knowing very well that they could be very angry with him, but they came and he made them worship Jesus. And wonderful things started to happen. A wonderful thing happened last week. And I invite Brother Sanju to please tell a story. Can we put our hands together for him? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. 
कुछ लोगों को मेरे बारे में पता है कि मैं हिंदू बैकग्राउंड से हूँ और जब मैं फर्स्ट टाइम इस चर्च में एंट्री किया था तब मुझे जीसस के बारे में एक्चुअली पता ही भी नहीं था कि जीसस कौन है तो जब एच में फर्स्ट टाइम में आया था एक्चुअली इन लोगों का प्यार ही था जो मुझे यहाँ पर खींच के लेके आया था क्योंकि मैं अकेला था और इन लोगों ने जो मुझे प्यार दिया और मजबूर कर दिया कि मैं बाइबल पढूं और सीखूं और उसके बाद जो हुआ आज आज यहाँ पे हूँ एच ने मुझे बहुत कुछ सिखाया जब मैं फर्स्ट टाइम चर्च में आया था तो शायद एक लाइन भी मैं नहीं समझ पाता था ब्रदर नील क्या बोल रहे हैं लेकिन घूम के चर्च में पीछे आके बैठ जाता था उसके बाद एक भाई ने मुझे हिंदी में बाइबल पढ़ने के लिए दिया मैंने पढ़ा जब अपनी लाइफ को देखा कि मेरी लाइफ सिर्फ पाप में है और मैं बुराई की तरफ जा रहा हूँ जो बाइबल में पढ़ा उसके बाद मेरी अपनी लाइफ बदली गॉड ने मुझे चेंज किया मुझे सिन से निकाला मुझे गॉड और उसकी स्पिरिट ने बोला कि तुम्हें प्योरिटी में चलना है और वो मैं करता गया और उसके बाद मुझे स्ट्रगल्स तो बहुत सारे हुए इसमें मेरी फैमिली में मैं जब मैंने उनको बताया कि मैं जीसस को प्यार करता हूँ और उनको भी अजीब लगा क्योंकि वो दूसरे गॉड्स को वर्शिप करते थे और वो नहीं चाहते थे कि तुम जाओ लेकिन उन्होंने मुझे अलाउ किया मैं यहाँ पे दुबई में था उनसे दूर था इसलिए मैं ये कर पाया और मैं लेबर कैंप में रहता था छोटी जगह छोटी जॉब सब कुछ छोटा लेकिन जैसे मैंने बोला लोगों का प्यार यहाँ मुझे खींच के लेके आया उसके बाद जब मैंने फैसला कर लिया कि मैं बैप्टाइज होऊंगा और जीसस के लिए जीऊँगा और जो वर्ड बोलता है वो करूँगा और उसके बाद मैंने प्रेयर करना शुरू किया गॉड ने मुझे विजन दिखाने शुरू किए जो मेरी लाइफ में होने वाला है मुझे समझ में नहीं आता जब मैंने अभी आज अपनी लाइफ को देखता हूँ तीन साल में गॉड ने मेरी लाइफ को इतना बदल दिया है जो मैंने अपने ड्रीम्स में विजन्स में देखा तो वो पूरा हो चुका है जो पत्नी मेरी जो मेरी वाइफ है वीना गॉड ने मुझे विजन में दिखाई थी वो भी पूरा हुआ जिस जगह में मैं काम करता था मेरी जॉब के उस वजह से मेरा मैनेजर मुझे बोलता था जब मैं चर्च में आता था वो भी एक क्रिश्चियन है मुझे बोलता था तुम चर्च क्यों जाते हो तुम्हारे हाथ टूटे हैं या पैर टूटे हैं लेकिन मैं आता था सिर्फ जीसस के लिए और जीसस ने मेरी लाइफ को बदला और उसके बाद जब आज बदला हूँ तो मेरी फैमिली के लिए मैं हमेशा प्रार्थना करता था गॉड मेरी फैमिली को बदल मेरी फैमिली को बदल तब गॉड नहीं सुना जब मैं प्रार्थना करने लगा होली स्पिर ने बोला कि शब्दों के बीच में से वचनों के बीच में वर्ड्स के बीच में से प्रार्थना कर अपने घुटने लगा नील डाउन करके प्रार्थना कर जब मैंने प्रार्थना करनी शुरू की रोज बोलना कि गॉड मेरी फैमिली को बहुत एक दिन वर्ड्स मुझे मिला कि अगर तू बदला तेरा परिवार बदल जाएगा इफ़ यू चेंज आई विल चेंज योर फैमिली उसके बाद मैंने अपनी लाइफ को पूरी तरह से बदल लिया जो मुझे गलत दिख, दिखने में लगता था कि ये पाप है मुझे ये नहीं देखना मैंने बंद किया आज मैं अपनी फैमिली के लिए गॉड का थैंक्स करता हूँ कि उनके माइंड बदले मैं हर रोज उनसे बात करता था दस मिनट पाँच मिनट एवरी डे मैं उनसे बात करता था कि गॉड ऐसे हैं उनका प्यार ऐसा है वो हम हमारे लिए है हमारे लिए मरे और हमारे लिए उन्होंने अपनी जान दी और आज जो फ्रीडम है हमारे पास इसके बाद हमारी लाइफ है तो उन लोगों ने एक दिन बोला कि बेटा हम भी जीसस में आना चाहते हैं क्योंकि उन्होंने जो मेरिकल्स देखे जो हीलिंग्स देखी हैं इस इस बेटे से जिनको वो गाली दिया करते थे जिनको वो बुरा बोला करते थे जब उन्होंने देखा अगर हमारा बेटा बदल गया है तो इसके अंदर इस और इसके गॉड के अंदर कुछ खासियत है तो हमें बदलना चाहिए तीन दिन पहले मेरी फैमिली मेरा ब्रदर मेरे फादर मेरे मदर जी सब बैप्टाइज हो चुके हैं और मेरा ये विश्वास है आने वाले दिनों में मेरी पूरी फैमिली बैप्टाइज होगी इसलिए नहीं 
के सिर्फ मेरे शब्दों में क्योंकि अगर हमारा करेक्टर अच्छा है क्राइस्ट के वर्ड्स के बीच में से हम चलते हैं जो वर्ड्स बोल रहा है तो गॉड आपकी हेल्प करने वाला है मुझे इतना पता है जब मैं इस चर्च में आया था जीरो था क्योंकि शायद एक लाइन भी मैं इंग्लिश में नहीं समझ पाता था लेकिन गॉड ने बोला सिट आई विल टेल यू आई विल टीच यू और गॉड ने मुझे यहाँ पे सिखाया और बढ़ाया भी है आज मेरा काम सिर्फ प्रेयर करना है जो लोग मुझे बोलते हैं और उनके लिए जो नहीं भी बोलते हैं मैं अपनी फैमिलीज के फ्रेंड्स के लिए प्रेयर करता हूँ और गॉड उनको बदलता है जो हीलिंग्स चाहते हैं मैं शायद ऑर्डनरी पर्सन हूँ हूँ भी और समझता भी रहूँगा भी ऐसा क्योंकि गॉड ने मुझे यूज़ किया है मेरी फैमिली को बचाने के लिए आज कोई मुझे मुस्लिम मिलता है या फिर कोई हिंदू मिलता है मैं कभी नहीं डरता हूँ जीसस के बारे में बताने के लिए क्यों क्योंकि मेरा गॉड रियल है वो सब कुछ करने की ताकत को रखता है वो इंसान को बदलने की जीरो को हीरो बनाने की ताकत को रखता है आगे से पीछे पीछे से आगे लेके जाने की ताकत वो रखता है आज मेरा परिवार बदला है आने वाले दिनों में मेरा पूरा विलेज पूरा कंट्री बदलेगा ये मैं विश्वास करता हूँ ये मैं ड्रीम देखता हूँ कि मेरा कंट्री और पूरी दुनिया बदले क्योंकि गॉड के अंदर इतनी ताकत है एक इंसान से वो काम करने की ताकत रखता है अगर तू बदला गॉड बोलता है मैं पूरी दुनिया बदल लूँगा पूरे तेरे लोग बदल लूँगा तेरा परिवार बदल लूँगा तुम सेम नहीं रहोगे आज मेरा सिर्फ यही काम है चाहे मुझे टूटी फूटी इंग्लिश आती हो लेकिन मैं इतनी भी टूटी नहीं बोलता गॉड ने मुझे बहुत सिखा दिया है मैं गॉड का थैंक्स करता हूँ बोलना है बताना है जीजस इज़ अ लाइव ही विल डू एवरी विद गॉड एवरी पॉसिबल जो क्राइस्ट में है वह सब कुछ करने की ताकत रखता है जो क्राइस्ट में है उसके लिए सब कुछ पॉसिबल है ही विल चेंज एवरी मुझे विश्वास है मैं और थैंक्स करता हूँ ब्रदर नील का क्योंकि ब्रदर नील ने मुझे बहुत कुछ सिखाया यहीं से शुरुआत हुई है यहीं से मैं उठाऊँ और गार्ड मुझे अभी आगे लेके जा रहा है कब जब आप बाइबल पढ़ते हैं प्रेयर में जाते हैं आप फास्टिंग में जाते हैं होली स्पिरट आपकी मदद करता है आपको बदल के रख देता है कि आप लोगों से बात करो आपको सिखाओ जब आप हम खुद सिंध में हैं तो कैसे लोगों को बताएंगे कैसे उनको बताएंगे जीजस से जिंदा है वो कैसे होली स्पिरट काम करेगा मुझे इतना पता है अगर आप प्योरिटी में इफ यू आर इन प्योरिटी यू विल चेंज द वर्ल्ड आई एम टेलिंग यू द ट्रूथ ही इज अ लाइफ ही इज लिविंग इन यू वेन वेन वी आर प्योर वेन वी आर विद गॉड वेन वी आर इन होली स्पिरट वेन वेन वी आर प्योर दैट इज वेरी इंपॉर्टेंट आई बिलीव गॉड विल वर्क विद यू बिकॉज इफ ही यूज मी मैं छोटा था बहुत ही अनपढ़ भी हो सकता हूँ बोल भी बोल भी देते हैं लोग लेकिन मुझे पता है आज मैं अनपढ़ नहीं हूँ मैं उस गॉड का अच्छा बेटा हूँ शायद लोग करोड़पति हों बहुत ही समझदार हों वर्ड बोलता है कि मैंने एक अनपढ़ को छोटे इंसान को चुना कमज़ोर को चुना ताकि मैं मजबूत लोगों को समझदार लोगों को नीचा दिखा और दिखा सकूं कि मैं इनसे काम लेने की ताकत को रखता हूं मैं बोलता हूं इन द नेम ऑफ चीज क्राइस्ट गॉड आपको ब्लेस करे आपको यूज करे परमेश्वर आपके साथ है आमीन गॉड ब्लेस यू थैंक यू आई वाज ऑलमोस्ट टेम्प्टेड टू लेट हिम कंटिन्यू प्रीचिंग For those of you who couldn't understand very briefly, about three years ago he started coming to church and coming for our meetings, and he couldn't really understand English. There's something in him made him sit down and still listen to the things that were told him. A few weeks later, somebody gave him a Bible, and as he was reading it, he discovered how much God loves him, and what a sinful person he was in need of salvation, and what he did was accept Christ as his savior. And ever since then God has worked a transformation in his life and this transformation has propelled him 
to share the message, to share the love that he has received with other people. And last week, his mother, his father, and his brother accepted Christ as their savior. Now he believes that if God can use him, an ordinary man who could barely speak a few words of English, to bring about a change in those around him, he also believes that what should stop you? And I have the same question for all of you, that if God can use fishermen 2,000 years ago, uneducated people like them, who now has confidence that, I mean, extends beyond the confidence I see in most people who are educated, then why can he not do the same thing with you? And I'll tell you why. Because you don't believe who God is. And you don't believe who you are in him. Believe today that his love for you is so vast. Every blessing that he has in store is available to you for the taking. But God is not a selfish God and he is not going to Appreciate people who are selfish too, who take things only for themselves. But if you start to share what you have got, like Sanju here, you will start to work miracles. Because the world is unbelieving and they need to see signs and wonders. And that young man is exhibiting these signs and wonders. But we're selfish. I look at couples and the way they fight with each other, only caring about themselves their own desires, their own satisfaction, their own happiness. When I see parents who kind of <clears throat> give cursory attention to their children, when I see friends who stab the other in the back, when I see people in our church who are just consumed with jealousy and envy, I despair. But then I hear people like Sanju who believes that God can do anything if only we understand his power within us. I want you to understand that power today. And I want you to leave here taking that power with you. I want you to remember Peter who I've told you to be like an ordinary fisherman afraid boisterous, loud, boastful, who turned into one of the greatest men who ever lived. Everybody knows Peter today. How wonderful it would be if everyone knows you. But forget about everyone knowing you. What would be wonderful is if God recognizes you as a hero here on earth. Imagine going home one day where I belong, where I've been wanting to go for the last 12 years and seeing God standing up from that throne and coming to meet me, giving me a kiss on the forehead and saying, welcome home, son. I'm so proud of you. I would be so happy if he did the same thing for every one of you. And it is my hope and my prayer that he does that here tonight. All right, Father God, we want to thank you for this day. We want to thank you for this evening and we want to thank you for the truth that you have brought to our hearts 
once again. You've helped us to understand over the past two weeks and the months that preceded that of how much you love us, of how it was your grace that brought us to salvation, that brought us home. And every single one of us in this room has come home because of that grace. Now that grace is enough for us, Lord, just like Paul said, enough to provide for our every need. But more than that, enough to make us lead these, the pure and holy and perfect life that you ask us to lead without too much of burden and effort on our part. This grace is your Holy Spirit working in us and through us. Talking to us, guiding us, leading us, blessing us, anointing us. And as you said in your word, this spirit like the living water will become a spring of eternal life that flows not only within us, but also on the people around us and through this entire world. And we would like to be that source of grace to others, Lord, that comes from you. And we offer ourselves to you here tonight as channels for that grace, channels for your love, channels of your salvation. And we believe, Lord, that very soon we too, like our brother Sanju, will testify to how we're able to impact the lives of those around us and even the lives of the entire world. And so, Lord, we're ready. We ask you now as we stand up and open ourselves to you to let the weight of your glory from heaven start to fall over us, to cover us, to saturate us until every single part of us, every fiber within our being starts to tremble with the mighty power that is yours and the great love that can come only from you. Spirit of the sovereign Lord, fall upon us now. Let's sing. Make your presence known. Reveal the glory of the living God. Spirit of the sovereign Lord. Spirit of the sovereign Lord. Come and make your presence known. Reveal the glory of the living God. Let the weight of your glory cover us. Let the life of your river flow. Let the truth of your kingdom reign in us. The weight of your glory. Let the weight of your glory. Let the weight of your glory fall. 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 Let the weight of your
of your glory fall. Let the weight of your glory fall. Let's sing it again from the top. Open your hearts, everybody, and your mouths. Spirit of the Sovereign Lord, come and make your presence known. Reveal the glory of the living God. Spirit of the Sovereign Lord, come and make your presence known. Reveal the glory of the living to this coverage. We hope it has blessed you. For more great content, visit our website www.hsiweb.org and kindly consider supporting the work we do. God bless you.